2: to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 33 years. Wow. I'm so excited for today's show. It's the 11th anniversary. That's right. February 28, 2011 was the first time I sat in this seat across from the coach, Dave Miller, who was with me for about a year. It's a long time, over 500 shows for an orthopedic surgeon on the radio. Crazy. But I love doing crazy things. I love when people tell me, you can't do that, and then go and do it. What a great guest we're going to have at 815. You don't want to miss it. She's been on the show once before, but I couldn't wait to have her again. My favorite surfer, Lily Cober, making all kinds of names for herself went in all kinds of events on the Women's Pro Tour in surfing. But the reason I'm having her is she has a passion for something else that really fascinates me, and that's animal rights. She wrote an article for the L.A. Times about making a causeway for wild areas so animals could walk without running into homes and highways. Saving the lives of animals. Before I wanted to be a medical doctor, my dream was to be a veterinarian. I worked hard at it. Actually, my first job was working at an animal hospital. The Aronson Animal Hospital. Can you imagine? Here I am. I don't know. I lied about my age. I was 14. You needed to be 16. But I wanted to be with animals. I had such a love for animals. Dogs and cats, domesticated animals, but all animals. And I remember sitting in this fancy place. I used to take my bicycle, my Stingray bicycle. People were throwing bottles at me trying to steal my bike as I rode through the bad neighborhood called Redfern. Oh, boy, it was the scariest time. Gangs throwing stuff at me to try to knock me off my bike while I was going through the neighborhood to get to the fancy part of town where the animal hospital was. And I'll never forget being there as a 14-year-old kid. And these folks would bring in coolers for their dog. Fluffy only eats jumbo shrimp. Fluffy only eats filet mignon steaks. We're going to be away for two weeks. Here's a cooler of steaks for the dog. I'm going, okay, don't worry. We'll take care of him. Well, the guys who worked in the back said, oh, my God, we're having a barbecue tonight. I said, wait a minute. This is the food for the dog. They'd look at me like, son, we're taking this food and we're eating it. Are you kidding? We ain't giving this to a dog. But what about Fluffy? (laughs) I said, and they said, we don't care about Fluffy. Put him in the cage. He's going to eat dog food like everybody else. I go, no, no, no. He doesn't eat dog food. Didn't you hear? Mrs. Weinstein said, this dog only eats filet mignon. They were like, look, son, give me that Cooler. And I'd go in the next day to the cage with the dog food and put it in the bowl for Fluffy. The dog would look at me and go, hey, where's my filet mignon? I said, I'm sorry, Fluffy. They stole the filet mignon. These are the grown-ups that I'm working with. You're gonna, This is the only food I can give you. Well, guess what? The first day, the dog looked at me like I was crazy, didn't eat the Alpo dog food. The second day, refusing to eat, I put the Alpo dog food. Guess what happened on the third day? The dog ate the dog food. (laughs) And they were right. But the reality is, is I learned so much about life and people working in that animal hospital. But I also thought about, wow, if I was a burglar, this would be the best job. Call the animal hospital. Who's going on vacation? Their houses are empty. Right away, I went to those things. Terrible. But I did. But I loved dogs and I loved animals my whole life, and I wanted to be a veterinarian so much so that I went to the vet school at Cornell for a summer. I took biochemistry as a high school student. It was a big part of my life. So when I learned that Lily Culber cares so much about animals and animal rights, it made me think all week: where in the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery? Do people use their name, their brand, their clout? Lily Culber's a big deal in the world of surfing. When she talks, people listen. And she's going to talk about people and animals who can't talk for themselves. Well, who else did that? Well, in the NFL, one of the greatest defensive players, he plays for Kansas City now, but he played for the Arizona Cardinals, and he was unbelievable at LSU. One tough dude, almost got the Heisman Trophy, is Tyron Matthew. His nickname is the Honey Badger. You know why they call him the Honey Badger? Because it's the most feared animal in the animal kingdom is a Honey Badger. It will fight with anybody. And that's Tyron Matthew. But you have to listen to how much dogs and protecting dogs means to him. He's working for Peter now, and he's all about dogs that are on a chain in the backyard in the freezing cold where their food is frozen, the dog is frozen, and you need to not do that anymore. I'm going to listen to Tyron Matthew. He locked himself in a freezer to show you he's one tough dude, and he couldn't make it. Don't do that to your dog. You're going to hear that coming up. And what about in the world of art? Well, in the world of art, it's this woman. She started to sing.
0: When I was just a little girl.
2: What a beautiful woman Doris Day was, but animal rights meant everything to her. And I started to think, what is the similarity between Doris Day, who lived to be in her 90s, and Tyron Matthew? What makes a person love dogs, love animals so much? And want to protect them. Doris Day was married four times. She could never really find the right person to feel that love. Her parents separated. She came from a home that lacked that continuity, I guess you want to call it. And wait to hear about Tyron Matthew. His dad was in prison for murder. His grandparents raised him, and then the grandfather died. They didn't know what to do with him. So his uncle became his father, adopted him, and his aunt became his mother, moved in with their kids. But Pat Peterson, his teammate, when, Ty- when Tyron Matthew got into trouble, teammate at LSU, and Tyron Matthew got into some more trouble later, said, hey, buddy. You're going to come live with me. And he adopted them. It takes this desire to be loved, to show it in animals. One of the first questions you can ask a total stranger, what do you think of dogs? If they say they hate dogs, I don't want to be friends with this person. I think it says a lot about you as a person. So there's more going on in this topic than just rescuing animals. And that's what I want to get into today. What a week I had. I worked on Monday and did two really interesting shoulder surgeries that I want to talk to you about. One of them was a massive rotator cuff tear in a former NFL football player. Massive tear. Couldn't lift his arm up anymore. But what I found in his rotator cuff and how I had to fix it, fascinating. The other shoulder was gigantic bone spurs coming off the clavicle usually they come off the tip of your shoulder the acromion but these spurs were so massive that it isn't enough just to take the spur off of one spot in the shoulder I had to go after the clavicle It's fascinating what I found in this person's shoulder and I'm gonna take you through that and in the world of food oh boy it's going to be great because we're gonna talk about dogs hot dogs sausages And I'm going to tell you the best place in L.A. to get homemade sausages. You take them home and grill them, and your life will be changed. I'm going to tell you about that at the end of the show. But let's listen to Doris Day on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Just hearing that voice of hers, the sweetness of loving animals. The great Doris Day with Johnny Carson.
0: The other day I saw on television something news thing, you know, some frantic thing where the gunmen were going crazy and they're having a shootout. And the, one man said, he was behaving like an animal. Animals don't do that. <laughs>
2: they're,
0: they're terrific. They're calm. They're peaceful. They're loving.
2: That's right, Alice.
0: Um, What I figure is that in, inhuman, yes. inhuman beings yes. behave that way, not animals.
2: Yeah, you, How did, how did this just an you straight, Yeah, just beautiful, and you should see this. Download it one day. YouTube. Doris Day, just so beautiful, inside and outside. But Johnny Carson has to learn more about her. Listen to how. About the animals,
1: because you have uh, at least a half a dozen dogs at your house.
2: You're very kind. <laughs> Don't you? It's got hundreds. At least.
0: I do have. I have several. <laughs> yes, I have. I have quite a few doggies. And, uh. Where do you get
2: them?
0: Well, it's because I'm taking other people's responsibilities on. They don't take care of their animals, John.
2: She has so much love in her that she shares it with animals. Critters that can't have anybody look after them. She's going to look after them. John.
0: You mean if you see a dog running around on the street, a loose, you go? I find strays wherever I go. Right. And uh, once when, when a friend of mine and I were flying from London to Los Angeles, we took the pole, over the pole? Yeah. The polar room. And we're flying over Greenland. And she said, do you see any strays, Clara? <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you I mean, saw a stray walrus, it is, you take Johnny. it in or something.
0: And all I can tell you is that the only way I'm going to live through it is to live on a boat. And then I'll probably pick up fish.
2: Can't you feel the love in this woman's heart? What's the matter with those four husbands of hers? Don't they see how beautiful she is inside?
1: People do that when they have... Why don't they have... If they don't want to... Litter, why don't they have their animals feed or something? They just I, don't do it, do they?
2: It's,
0: it's a depressing subject, but people don't take care of their children. Why mm. don't they? Yeah. And uh, And if they don't take care of children, they're, you know, many of them will not take care of their animals. And that's why I got into this uh, humane group uh, and into animal work, because right. they really desperately need help. And so I do all I can.
2: Listen to this statistic. She's talking to Angie Dickinson about why she started this program in Carmel, California, which became a national program thanks to her to neuter and spay loose animals, stray animals, stray dogs. Told that one
0: female dog, if, if a female dog has two litters. Now, this is normal reproducing. Mm -hmm. Two litters a year. Mm -hmm. An unspayed dog. She is responsible for 4,000 puppies. Oh, that's unbelievable. She has the puppies, and those puppies have puppies. (laughs) Those puppies have puppies. Puppies, puppies, puppies. A seven-year period, 4,000 unwanted, homeless puppies. go to the SPCA. And that's just one dog. One dog. One girl.
2: She ultimately did a public service announcement. This is what it sounded like.
0: Hello, I'm Doris Day, and I would like you to meet two of my very best friends. This is Shotzi, and this is Bubbles, and they came from the shelter. They were both going to be destroyed, but I got there just in time. Anyway, I'm here to tell you that our shelters are unbelievably overcrowded, and we can and must do something about it. So I beg of you, if you have room in your home and room in your heart, go to your city shelter today and adopt a pet.
2: Doris Day did so much with her life, singing, acting, dancing. But probably the greatest legacy is what she did for animals that can't talk for themselves. And we're going to learn about it when we talk to Lily Culber at 815. Caring for the animal kingdom. Coming up next, you're going to hear about an NFL player who's all about caring for animals as well. But his life story he is one tough dude. One of my favorite football players, Tyron Matthew, with the heart of a champion. A champion for dogs. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. The number is 877-710-ESPN. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show.
3: What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
2: I have a Beatles wig on.
3: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles
2: Lakers. The Eye of the Tiger. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. We're going to talk about food. As it relates to dogs, hot dogs and sausages. But I hear the rumblings from Ventura. Because Good Time Donuts, Sue is creating, thanks to the suggestion of my daughter, a donut called a tsunami. Because we had a tsunami. So don't forget, treat yourself. Be good to yourself. Don't wait for other people to be good to you. You be good to yourself. Get in your car and drive to Good Time Donuts, Ventura. Tell Sue I sent you. You're a weekend warrior. She'll get a big smile on her face. The lines are lit up already. What are we going to do here? I'm going to get right into talking about dogs with Tyron Matthew while Will sorts out all the calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. It's a dog's life, and I want to talk about it. So listen to Tyron Matthew locking himself in a freezer because that's what you'll see throughout this country people chaining a dog and it gets snowy and freezing keeping that dog outside so Tyron Matthew said I'm going to do something about it bring attention to it because of my name in football
4: I've never seen dogs you know outside in these kind of temperatures I'm Tyron Matthew with Peter and today, I'm going to see how long I can last being locked inside of a freezer to see what it's like for dogs who are chained or pinned outside in the frigid cold. It's not that bad. <laughs> Come on, Tyron. It's a little colder. Maybe I'll try to get something to drink. This candy bar is too frozen to eat.
2: Yeah, that's right, Tyron. Try to eat a frozen candy bar. Try to eat frozen Somebody dog food. It?
4: I can imagine what dogs go through when their owners leave them outside in the freezing cold and their food freezes and they're not able to eat it. All my body wants to do is huddle right now. (laughs) I can get out of this freezer. Most dogs are chained up outside and they're not able to get warm.
2: That's right, Tyron. Good for you. God bless you.
4: This is colder than winter practice. Listen, I can't take it no more. Imagine being forced to live outside, chained a cage 24-7. That is no life for a dog. It's a life sentence. Bring your dogs inside, treat them like members of your family, and report neglect to authorities immediately. For more ways to help animals, visit PETA.org.
2: There's a Yiddish word for what Tyron Matthew just did. I'm going to teach you a Yiddish word today and share it with your family. It's a hard word to say because you have to do the ch sound, but it's called rachmonas. Rachmonas. Tyron Matthew, Doris Day have rachmonas for the life of a dog. And it says everything about who you are as a person, if you have room in your heart, to take care of that animal, even when someone else is neglecting it. You know where it comes from in the life of Tyron uh, Matthew, that tough guy it came from his tough upbringing that his heart has room for it I want you to hear a little bit about Tyron Matthews story
3: Tyron has always made football look easy but maybe that's because everyday life was the hard part
2: that's Pat Peterson talking I still friend. come
4: back more honest because you know this, this is my home I feel like it taught me a lot of things you know about life I was basically raised and nurtured by my grandparents. My mother was, was really young when she had me. My biological father um, is in prison.
2: Uh, so, so much for seeing his biological father. Mother's too young, dad's in prison. What do you do next?
4: My grandfather died, so my grandmother took my older sister and my family felt like I needed Father figure. Yes, so they thought it was best if I move with my uncle, who's my adopted father. Family decision, um, we I felt like just just giving back to also and you know, um just giving love when we can. I just moved with my adopted parents and their kids were into sports. I'd never been introduced to sports yet. So, um I was five when I scored my first touchdown.
2: It's kinda hilarious. You're now gonna hear Tyrone Matthew, his adopted brother who's kind of a let's just say not athletic looking little boy who's amazed that this world-class athlete is now his adopted brother even as a five-year-old
4: it was always fascinating (laughs) going outside and playing any kind of ball with him because it's not just football it's baseball basketball Anything he was always excellent at.
5: We were kind of blindsided ourselves (laughs) because when we first adopted Tyron, none of us knew he had any athletic talent like that. The people out there would say, who's that kid? That's
4: right. He was real quiet in high school. Didn't say much. He, you know, just tried to lead by example. He had the heart of a lion.
2: This is a little boy passed around in the family looking for love. That's why Tyron Matthew has a place in his heart. To rescue dogs.
4: Oh, right now we at Kerry Curly Park in New Orleans East. One of those special places. And it will be times we'll come to the park and it will just be gangbangers at the yeah. parking. Like they don't even know how to play basketball, but they just wanna play against us. They wanna beat us so bad. You know what I mean? But We wasn't leaving the court unless we was the winners in the chaps. Yeah, it was you know, him. Too. It was him who 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 he, he, all the time. he never wanted playing against murderers, <laughs> robbers, and, you know, it just teaches you a different side of
2: being tough. That's why he's a honey badger. He ain't afraid of anybody. Those are his best friends he goes and plays basketball with when he goes home to New Orleans.
3: I met Tyron on his recruiting trip to LSU, and we hit it off immediately. I think the
4: first thing I ever told him was that I was going to be better than him. And um, I'm still working on that. <laughs> he took off on the field
3: and was a star shuffling past defenders with crazy quickness and earned himself the legendary nickname the honey badger
2: and this is why he's called the honey badger it comes from i was like what is the honey badger my defensive
4: coordinator at the time john chavis came up to me and uh, he said yeah this is what everyone's calling you and he showed me this crazy video
1: honey badger's been referred to by the guinness book of world records as the most fearless animal in all the animal kingdom it really doesn't give
3: a d-
4: he was like this is the most badass animal i've ever seen
3: tyron was a housing trophy finalist in the sophomore season but with all the success came pressure
2: It was too much for him from where he came from it was too much for him but in that big heart of his was the heart of a champion and that's why there was room to look after a dog.
4: I have as much fun as I had my freshman year. I'm the reason this game is won or lost. And, you know, when you, when you consider the best player on the team, they expect you to turn the game around and, you know, to make those plays every game. And, and I didn't really know what all came with being a, a, a superstar. Before training camp
3: started his junior year, Tyron Hat failed multiple drug tests for marijuana.
6: Tyron Matthew is no longer on our team. Um, violated team policy.
2: Yeah, and Les Miles cuts him from the team. Can you imagine? He's a Heisman Trophy candidate for marijuana, of all things. Crazy.
4: He didn't want to let me go. Um, and even he's crying and, you know, he's tearing up. And, and it was just, you know, just looking at my whole life, kind of running away from me. It was mm-hmm. devastating, it was embarrassing, you know, it was hurtful, but needed to get to work, you know, let's, let's get him back on track.
1: Mm-hmm. Good evening, four former LSU football players arrested on drug charges. You're looking at new video of the men being taken away in handcuffs from a Baton Rouge police substation.
2: Retiring Matthew, this is a letdown. He attended rehab, was attempting to rehab. So you know who comes to his rescue again? His best friend, Pat Peterson, says, hey. You're getting into trouble. You're lost. I love you. You're my best friend. You're going to come live with my family. How do you like that?
3: It was a good idea for him to get away from Baton Rouge, so I invited him to live and train with my family in South Florida preparing for the NFL. You're still
4: too shallow, but that, that worked. And every time I was around Pat, we had fun, but we stuck to the script. So I felt like I needed to get back around that type of, type of environment for those type of people. Finish, 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 finish.
5: Well, it, it is uh, settling into another long evening for Teron Matthew, the former LSU cornerback, as he waits to hear
2: where his name will be called. Will it be in the second round? Will it be in the third round? Will it be part of day three's coverage? And Pat Peterson, his best friend, already on the Arizona Cardinals, telling the owner, telling the coach, take Tyron Matthew I vouch for him this is his adopted family in his best friend it's awesome this is really more a story about the angels from above of which Tyron Matthew is now an angel from above for dogs but it's because people were angels from above for him
3: draft approach I was in our general manager Steve Kine's ear 24 7 telling him Ty was a game changer that we needed.
4: I felt like I was a first-round talent. I just didn't know who would take a risk
2: on me. It well, ain't taking a risk. You're a beautiful person. The Arizona Cardinals took him, and he became a star. Now he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, as a Rams fan, we're going to have to deal with Tyron Matthew. But I'm proud of him. I'm proud of what he's become. That big heart of his came because people stopped what they were doing to help him. And so he's using that big heart and what he learned in his own life for dogs. Doris Day, the same thing. And we're going to learn more about it from Lily Culber at 815. But until then, the lines are lit up. We'll take a break. I'll take your calls. The number is 877 espn We're going to talk all about orthopedics. Let's do some clap revision. And certainly, let's talk about some food. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show Monday morning on 710
3: ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Magandan Umaga. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
2: Umi Ihi Bang Mo.
3: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
2: Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. My favorite subject, the life of a dog. If you go on Twitter, at Dr. Robert Clapper, you'll see a photograph from last Sunday The most courageous dog, surfing, riding the waves. This dog was unbelievable. He'd ride the wave in. He couldn't wait to run back out, jump on the board, and do it again. He was a real four-legged surfer. It was awesome. And my friend Rob Bulger took a picture. It's just awesome. Dogs. We can learn a lot from them. Lines are all lit up. I'm not giving number out anymore. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for listening all these 11 years. Just awesome. So much fun. I want to talk about shoulders, so let's go to Ann. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How young are you? What do you do for a living?
5: I'm a retired caterer.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. And how young? 70. Get out of here. Good for you, young lady. (laughs) God bless you. 70. Doesn't that sound great? That's awesome. I'm talking to a 70-year-old lady who still plays tennis. That's amazing. I love it. Good for you. Listen, when I grew up, 70-year-old women weren't playing tennis. Look at you. You should be so proud of yourself. Love it. Did we lose her? She dropped off. Oh, call back, Ann. But I can talk a little bit about shoulders, although I should take another call then. In the meantime, call back, Ann, and I'll take you. Who do you want to do next? Wait, somebody's line. I see line one. Is that her? Is that you, Ann? Or just... A- Is that her? Nope. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's go next. Let's go to Eric. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey,
1: Dr. Clapper. Uh, Second time calling. How young Um, are you, Eric? What do you do for a living? I'm 47. I'm a lawyer, and I am a uh, very avid uh, Little League baseball coach. God bless
2: you. Those kids are lucky to have you as their coach. I love it. Good for you. Yeah. Where are you from, Eric? So What'd you your father I... do for a living? Who the hell are you? So,
1: so I was a baseball pitcher at uh, St. John's University in Queens. Lou Carnesecca. Uh,
2: Lou Carnesecca with his cardigan sweater.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Little known fact about Lou Carnesecca: yeah. he started off as the baseball coach. Really? Not many people. Not many people know that. Yeah.
2: Forty-seven. So, you, were you there when Chris Mullins was playing?
1: Uh, Chris Mullins, a little bit older than me. I went to school with, uh, Ron, Ron Artest.
5: Oh my God. A, a
1: good friend of mine. Really? Oh
2: my God. That's yeah. awesome. Chris Mullins is one of my so favorite I was... players. I interviewed Chris Mullins for ESPN a while back. Thanks to Carlos Isu. I'm in line interviewing Shaquille O'Neal and all kinds of players as they're coming down the red carpet. But I'll never forget, I interviewed Chris Small and said, Chris, you had such a beautiful career. What kind of injuries did you have? You needed an orthopedic surgeon. Everybody does. And he said, you know, Dr. Clapper, I didn't have that many injuries because I believed in active rest. I looked at him, I said, what the hell is, it? how can you be active and be resting? It's like being a Krispy Kreme. How can you be both? You can't be crispy and creamy. But he said, no, active rest which meant I actively pursued resting after the season was over. A lot of these guys, they go play in Olympics. They do kinds of, all kinds of other things. you got to give your body a chance to rest. And he was, I just love that word, actively resting. It was awesome. All right, how can I help you? What do you do to yourself?
1: All right, so when I was in college, we we talked about this once before. I, I tore my MCL which i guess now they call your ucl in my elbow and i went to uh your friend i believe you you said you did your internship with nick scaglione
2: yeah no i didn't do my uh, internship i did my residency with him but he's still mad at me yeah. because at the end of the 4 years of residency at special surgery where we trained in 1988 when i finished they have an award for who did the best research as a resident and he's like a He's a professor. He's an academic guy. I'm the son of a carpenter. I'm not in his class. But what I did was I did a research project where I invented something, my own idea. He could just talk about a 1,000 hip replacements done at the institution, and he was so pissed at me because I won the prize for the best research because when I gave the talk, I said, and then I did this, and then I thought of this, and then I did this because it was all original versus him saying – 10 surgeons did it this way, that way. He was, he's like a librarian. You know, he had all his ducks in a row. But you know what? I beat him because mine was original. So to this day, I just love knowing <laughs> that. I beat Nick Scaglione. But he's a brilliant guy. He's all a right. great orthopedic surgeon.
1: So go ahead. So, so I don't want to stay on the phone too long because I know we have limited time. Yeah. So about two years ago, I was working out at the gym and I was doing dips. Uh, you know, where you push up dips. Mm-hmm. And I felt a pop in my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the doctor. I got an MRI. Mm-hmm. I don't have the MRI in front of me, but, but the words I remember were 8 millimeter tear, 8 millimeter partial tear in the infraspinatus.
2: Yeah. So you tore your rotator cuff. Does it still hurt your shoulder?
1: I so that here's the thing I try to uh you know I coach little league like I mentioned I'm very passionate about that uh I can't do a push up I can't bench press I can't I can barely work out I I can't
2: Well, uh, listen, uh, I'm not here to solicit patients, but you need someone to take a look at you. You want me to take a look, I'll take a look at you. But you need someone to take a look at you. And do not let them give you a cortisone shot or stem cells or PRP. No injections into your shoulder. You probably need an updated MRI. You don't need dye injected. But you need an exam because let me tell you something. If you catch it while it's a small tear, it's easily fixable. You want to wait for it to become an old dead tear? Then it's harder to fix. So stop that. You need to go take care of it. You know, don't be a big shot. And the yeah. only dip I'm going to let you do right now is one involving guacamole. All right? That's what I need you to do. Until then, no dipping except the guacamole. Leave your shoulder alone and get it taken care of. And if you come to me, great. I
1: never got my elbow fixed. I just left it alone. Well, that's fine. You, but that you're not going to be able too? to
2: get away with it with your shoulder, Mr. Big Shot. So you're going to need to take care of it. You And if you do, go elsewhere and get an MRI Call in on a Saturday and I'll give you some clapper vision. I'll explain it to you. All right. You need new studies or you need, you certainly need an updated exam. Okay. Don't be a big shot.
1: So call Dr. Clapper.
2: Call Dr. Uh, tell Arnie I said it's okay. You won the prize today. He'll, he won't wait, make you wait three, four months. Okay. You'll come to see me sooner. All righty. Thank you. All right, young man. Oh, good. I'm so glad. We're going to go back. We have a little time left. Let's go back to Ann. Thank God. And don't cut us off anymore, Ann. <laughs> Hey, I didn't cut you off. (laughs) Okay. Okay,
5: so anyway, my shoulder popped the December 29th serving in tennis, so I get an MRI, and the findings are, and the impression is, do you want to hear which one?
2: Listen, (laughs) Gene Crawford says every female caller, every female listener is unique to this show. They're not listening during the week. Is is Gene Crawford (laughs) right? Do you listen to the show every Saturday, and you don't listen during the week? That's right. (laughs) God bless you, Gene Crawford. You're right again. Love that man. All right, how can I help you? What what does it say? Give me the impression so I can translate it.
5: The extensive high-grade tear along the articular surface of the supranatus and anterior infraspinatus with a small full thickness extension at the anterior footprint, extensive synovial fluid,
2: is seen. All right, and All right, I'm going to explain. You ready for some Clapper vision? I'm going to tell you what to do yeah. right now. <laughs> First of all, you're not allowed to tell, tell. You're not letting anybody stick a cortisone shot, stem cells, PRP, no needles into your shoulder, okay? Okay. It is true that you have a tear to the tendon of the rotator cuff, but you're 70. How great would it be? And there's a lot of papers. We had a guest on a couple of years ago from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, John Kuhn. Who wrote a paper that fascinated me that in your age group three-quarters of the patients can avoid surgery with physical therapy i'm not saying that you will but i certainly as a surgeon this is what i like to write books with linda Uwe about you need to try to be holistic try to avoid surgery first so you just bought yourself a ticket for six weeks of physical therapy but if you still have pain after six weeks of physical therapy, then you're need to then you going to need to be seen. And I'm more than happy to help you if you want, but you're going to need to have it fixed. But there's a good chance, according to the data, that you might get it better. The blister becomes a callus and you don't have pain anymore and can live happily ever after. So you should try therapy first. If not, then you're going to need to be seen. Okay? And here's the Clapper vision. The rotator cuff looks like Bill Belichick's hooded sweatshirt covering his whole head except his face as they say in Yiddish, is punim. So you have the hooded sweatshirt. You have fabric on top of your head. You have fabric covering your left ear, fabric covering your right ear. It covers the ball of the ball and socket joint, the shoulder. It looks like a hooded sweatshirt. And each of those muscles, because they're different uh, orientation, move your arm in different directions. You, the supraspinatus, you tore the fabric so that your hair shows through, of the one on top of the head, and that's the one that lifts your arm above your head, exactly like lifting your arm to serve the tennis ball. So you want to try therapy first, but if not, then it will be my pleasure to help you. You'll come see me or someone else, but you'll need to take care. But try physical therapy first, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Listen, Ann, you're a total stranger. I never met you. I need you Mm -hmm. today to find a total stranger. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, okay?
5: All right, thank you. All
2: right, God bless you, Ann. Good for you. What a beautiful voice she has. She's 70 years old. She sounds like a teenager. I love it. All right, maybe we'll take a break. Stay on the line. All the lines are lit up. You'll get some clap revision, I promise. Who, who do we got? Give me the name so they know. I see some. I'm Peter, and there's another. And Steve, and Frank. Steve, Peter, Frank, Susan, stay on the line. I promise to take your calls. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710. ESPN. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. The best entertainer. Forget going to the movies. Start your weekend
3: off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
2: So the Clapper was looking at the flapper. Can you imagine how cool that was?
3: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
0: When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. K said, oh, said
2: Welcome back weekend warriors. Whatever Any be, of you don't know because be. you're too young, but that's Doris Day. No what a beautiful see. woman inside and, and out and I took her name, her brand and devoted her life to rescuing dogs, getting them neutered and spayed. What a big heart she had. You heard earlier Tyron Matthew, same thing. The biggest heart to help dogs. At 815, Lily Culber will be my guest, and we're going to talk about her passion of animal rescue as well. But we're on a roll. Instead of the storytelling, I'm going to tell stories about you, the Weekend Warriors, so let's do some more calls. Let's go to Peter. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. Hi, Peter. How young are you? What do you do for a living?
6: I'm 67. I'm a semi-retired realtor Nice. in the state of Woodland Hills.
2: Where did uh, where'd you grow up? What would your father do for a living?
6: Uh, my father was an oil man. I grew up in Houston, Texas. Wow. And did you your know, mom
2: work or she just stayed at home?
6: She stayed at home. She worked one year at uh, Gulf Oil and then stayed at home with the kids.
2: Gulf Oil. That was the guy who started ESPN. That was the guy who wrote the uh, check to get it started. Did you know that? My father worked for Getty
6: Oil Company, and they started ESPN also. Yeah, that's amazing. All yeah. right, if right,
2: you're 67. If I ask you to close your eyes right now, what was the best thing your mother made homemade for dinner? Fried chicken, spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna. What is it that your mother made in Houston, Texas, when you were growing up that was the best thing <laughs> you ever ate?
6: <laughs> well, can I say dessert instead of
2: dinner? You can. It's a free country. All Our- right. Uh, it's uh, They call it pita, I think, but it's apple pie. Wow. So what was so special yeah. about it? Cinnamon, the crust? What was the, it? My mouth is watering it, already. You got it. cinnamon and the orange cr- uh, crust, yeah. Oh, wow. You know, well, so in your opinion, where's the best apple pie in Los Angeles? I'm going to tell you where mine is. Where's yours? The, pa- the pantry? Damn right. I'm guessing. That's right. Marie Callender? No, pantry, yeah. Yeah, those are the best. Oh, my God. And I don't, my wife loves putting ice cream on it. I don't, I'm a, I'm a purist. Oh, yeah. I'm not putting anything oh, on no. it. If it's good, man, I just like, oh, God, you just power through it. And then you tell yourself you're on a diet, so you're not going to eat the crust. Let me tell you something. You eat the crust at the pantry because it's the best damn pie crust you're ever going to eat. You got to eat the whole plate, the whole pie. And the coffee, you know what's so great? a cup of coffee you get because the cream they give you is triple thick. Heavy cream. So it's like liquid coffee ice cream, basically, is what you're drinking with your apple pie. It's like the greater you close your eyes, you die and go to heaven. It's unbelievable. All right, young man, how can I help you? What's up? Uh, My left heel, I think they call it plantar fascia. Plantar fasciitis, fasciitis, yes.
6: Yeah. So it flares up every now and then. I can see that it swells up. Mm -hmm. And then I put the kinesiology tape on it, and it goes away. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's kind of
2: chronic. All right. Let me tell you what to do for it. Number one, you're not having surgery ever. And there's a lot of foot and ankle surgeons out there who love operating on it. Stay the hell away. Do not let them give you a cortisone shot. They love to do that. And all those heel cups and all those cockamamie tapes and whatnot, it's just going to keep coming back. So you listen to the show, you know what Clapper Vision is? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to give you a Clapper Vision for plantar fasciitis. What's so fascinating about the foot is if you took your shoes and socks off and you went to your favorite beach, and we have plenty of beautiful beaches here in Southern California, which is why I live here. Mm-hmm. If you took your shoes mm-hmm. and socks off and you put your feet together and now you jumped, not in the powdery sand and not in the ocean, but you know where that the sand is kind of wet because the water just came up and you can make a beautiful footprint, all right? Yeah. So let's go yeah. to that part of the beach right now for this Clapper vision. You took your shoes and socks off your barefoot, and I want you, Peter, to leap uh-huh. to leap up in the air and land both feet together, boom, right into that beautiful, wettish sand. And now jump out of that spot. So let's look at your footprint. Do you know what we would see? We would see a dome. We would see a dome like the Basilica in Florence. Um, We would see a dome like Low Library at Columbia University. A dome, it looks like an upside-down bowl. Because actually when you put your feet together, you have, or half dome, like in Yosemite, you'd have, but it's a full dome. Because when you look at the bottom of your foot, a lot of, most people just think of the arch going from heel to your toes, but you're wrong. Right. There's also a second curve, which goes from the middle of your foot to the, the the big toe side of your arch to the little toe side of your arch is another dome in another direction. So the bottom of each of our feet, in essence, is a half dome. And you when you combine both feet together and you jump, you're basically walking on a dome. That's what supports us. Now... It's true, the dome comes from the bony architecture. And what's the top of the bone architecture? Just like the Romans, when they made archways or arched windows, it's called a keystone, that the, the, the brick or the cinder block or the stone is trapezoidal because gravity wants everything to fall. But the Romans looked probably at an, a skeleton of someone's foot And came up with the idea of making an archway by making that keystone. Because the top bone that makes the arch of your foot is the navicular bone. But you also need soft tissue support. So going from your heel to your toes is a band. It's a canvas-like band. And in Latin, the bottom of your foot is called plantar. And the band, this canvas band, is fascia. That's the plantar fascia. And it anchors to the heel bone, the calcaneus, and it goes to the metatarsal heads, the balls of your feet. Well, when you get to be 67 years old, it's not elastic anymore. It rips and it tears microscopically right off the bone. And that's what plantar fasciitis is. You are old. You got altococceritis. When you were 20, that band of canvas was like a bungee cord. At 67, if you left the bungee cord outside in the sun for 67 years, guess what? It ain't elastic anymore. It doesn't r- move back and forth elastically. It rips and tears instead, and that's what plantar fasciitis is. You've ripped that frayed, stiff plantar fascia right off the calcaneus bone, And it is exquisitely painful. Talk to Albert Pujols. This was his chronic problem, plantar fasciitis. And right away, they want to give you a shot of cortisone. Right away, you'll meet a surgeon who wants to take a knife and cut it. No, no, and double no. What you'll need to do is stretch it out. So you can use, go online. They're called yoga tune-up balls. Jill Miller, Mm -hmm. love her. We had her as a guest on the show many years ago. It's essentially a golf ball, tennis ball, density. It's more than a tennis ball in terms of the density. You put it on the floor, and you deep tissue massage the bottom of your foot for five minutes, but do it four or five times during the day. It'll take you about a month. But what you'll be doing is elongating that fascia that isn't elastic anymore. And not only, Peter, will your pain go away, but here's the best part. It ain't going to come back. Because you've essentially lengthened. It takes time, though. It doesn't happen right away. But make this a commitment Mm -hmm. four or five times a day for just five minutes. Put that foot on top of that ball and deep tissue. Roll it back and forth on the floor, and you will get rid of the pain, and it won't come back again. Um, I like to use a clapper vision that it's like a bow and arrow. The bony arch is the bow. The string touching the floor, the archway, is is as though the string of the bow and arrow, its attachment, is starting to fray because it's a 67-year-old string of the bow and arrow. It's not snapping in the middle. It's snapping where it's originating off of the, bone, the bow or the bone itself, and in your case, it's the calcaneus. Your pain will go away. It ain't going to come back if you do what I say. All right? Yes, sir. Now, Peter. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. You're a total stranger to me. I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, okay? You got it. All right, God bless you, Peter. Thanks for the call. Love it. I love talking to people whose names became saints. I feel like I'm talking to St. Peter, right? But I don't think there's a St. Robert. Now, I have to ask Marion Dillon, who works for me. She knows all the saints. But I I know there's a St. Peter. And I remember going in Turkey, and they said to me, this is the amphitheater in Ephesus, the ancient Roman ruins. And I remember them saying to me, Peter walked right on this path to get to speak to the people in this spot. And I'm going, Peter? means St. Peter? Yep, he walked here. So you know what I did? I picked up a rock. I said, well, maybe he stepped on this rock. I put it in my pocket. I don't think you're allowed to do that, though. But I took a, a rock home that maybe Peter walked on, as if this matters. Anyway, you're you're actually not supposed to do that. I'm going to tell you officially I put the rock back, but anyway, you do the math. Do we have time? Yeah, we can squeeze one more in. Let's do that. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Oh, I love your show, and I'm uh, St. Stephen. (laughs) Is there a St. Stephen, you lucky guy? Oh, yeah. What did he do? What is he the saint of? What did he do?
5: Well, he, I know he got stoned to death. That's oh, there you go.
2: Thank you. <laughs> not a good, way. not a good ending uh, for Saint Stephen, that's for sure. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, I'm a Jewish guy from anyway, New York. I don't know anything about the saints. I'm learning all this stuff now, but I love it. So, go, what are you? I how young you are still, you? What I do you do for a living, to Stephen?
5: Uh, I got a tennis elbow. What do you do for? How young He's are you? Third. What do you do for a living? Uh, I used to work for my dad's sign company, and the thing that puts it on the map is uh, way back in the fifties. Uh, he made the sign, uh, the Circus Liquor Clown on v- Victory and Vineland. Oh,
4: that's
5: And iconic. I was in the Sheet Metal Union for uh, 17 years, and then I became a liquidator auctioneer. And a connection there with uh, Sam Nassi and Jerry Bush were, like, friends. Wow. And my sister-in-law got us into the forum and stuff because uh, they were partners. But, you, yeah, So you were I Sheet did. Metal. And, uh,
2: you know who the president of the Sheet Metal Workers Union was? His name was Paul Massey. Did you ever meet him?
5: No, I was in the local in uh, Los Angeles. So. Oh, he was out. But maybe he had... he's from New York.
2: No, no, no. He was out here. Uh, Paul Mass. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, it was great. I know I... we
5: had to go on strike once, and I had to strike in front of my dad's shop, and the <laughs> shop steward came out, and he goes... Is this your dad's uh, shop? Yeah, goes, I better move you. I moved it. He moved me over to another. Show. <laughs> I was just sitting out there in the sun with my recliner and uh, with my sign. That's unbelievable. Uh, All Hang right, Stephen. I love your show. I tell everybody to watch it. I, I, on the side, I do uh, Uber,
0: oh. and I
5: put it on on Saturdays, and people are going, "What is that?" Is that like, so funny." He's like <laughs> talking about food, and he's a doctor. He's like, "Oh, it's awesome!" Like, <laughs> and uh, they love it. Thank you. Now, listen,
2: I don't want to shortchange you because I see it's 758 and a half already and I need to talk to you about tennis elbow. So I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to ignore everybody else who's online right now because I got to go to the top of the hour to tell some stories. And then I have Libby, uh, Lily Culber coming on. So can you call back? Is that possible that you can call back at 845 and I promise to take you? Okay, cool. All right, and you, then I will Clapper. give you the time this deserves, and I will get rid of your tennis elbow. And more importantly, Steve, nice. you and I are going to keep it from coming back again. So call back at 845. Oh, I'll, make, I'll put you at the front of the line. Thanks so much, and thanks for the Thank kind you. words. Bye. I appreciate it, Stephen. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Dr. Clapper. You're very welcome. All right. He's the, re- Stevens, the reason I do this show, knowing that he's listening, telling all his Uber customers. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. Coming back, we're to tell some stories about today's topic. It's a dog's life. We'll be talking to the great Lily Culbert at 815 about animal rescue, but it made me think all week about the life and the rescue of man's greatest friend, the dog. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.